All right, well, does somebody want to pray for us? And we'll get started. We'll be in Romans 5. Thank you, Lord, that uh, Craig and Erica opened up their house to us. Craig even gave me this wonderful seat to sit in. <laughs> so I just thank you, Lord, that uh, we had this uh, opportunity to uh, hear your word. Thank you for the preparation that went into this teaching tonight. And uh, just thank you, Lord, for uh, unity and uh, a privilege we have, the um, camaraderie. Uh, the words escaping me, but thank you, Lord, anyway. Uh, and thank you, Lord, that I didn't rear in this guy tonight. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Appreciate. Uh, I appreciate that. Yes, yeah. Thanks, God, for uh, Greg Sandler serving him well today. Oh. Uh, for Griffith's recovery and uh, Jackie's patience and strength and endurance to, to help him. And uh, his. I pray that both of them will, will uh, grow to trust you in a, in a decent way. Um, I do pray for a good recovery uh, for him and a good recovery for them that they will get along together well um, and that you would, you would be uh, at work healing there. I pray for our time tonight, God. I, I know that you are the God of the universe and you want to talk to us. Um, and as we get into your word, Lord, I pray that, um, I know I've read this passage a lot of different times, but I pray that I would come to it um, with fresh eyes and that I wouldn't gloss over anything. Uh, and that you would speak to us, God. I pray that you, you would speak to us. That your spirit would talk to our hearts. Uh, and that as we get into your word, I pray that your word gets into us and, and uh, it has it does its work of changing our hearts. Okay, amen. Thank you, guys. All right, so like I said, we're going to be in Romans 5. We're going to do the first part of Romans 5. And then, um, Carrie, you'll teach next week, right? Maybe on the latter part of Romans 5. Yeah. That's Possibly. the plan. That's the plan. Okay, that's the plan right now. So this is like right before um, kind of the preamble maybe to um, Romans, the second half of Romans 5, and then on 6, 7, 8, it's all about sanctification. It's probably the most in-depth um, passage in the Bible about how to walk with God. Books have been written on it. Walking in Victory by Dennis McCallum, all about how to walk with God, how to be sanctified. But this is kind of right before that um, we'll be studying tonight. I title this teaching, Peace with God. I have up here this little billboard. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas from John and Yoko. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. I always kind of like this billboard, this idea, war is over if you want it. Um, this was like a protest to, um, an anti-war protest against the Vietnam War. Um, and, and really, I think it speaks to the desire of most humans that we want peace, we don't want war, we want to be getting along with one another, but it's a bit, bit, bit misguided, I think, because, um, you know, in the end, no matter how hard we try, humans can't just seem to get along, just if they want to. You know, if you want it, if you try hard enough or something like that, we've been trying pretty hard for many years and haven't figured it out yet, so we can't just stop fighting. Um, it's sort of backwards, right? Because we fight wars 
to try to bring peace. So that just in and of itself, this doesn't even make sense, right? Um, but war is over if you want it. God's got a different way. He launched his own peace campaign with us thousands of years ago, and he continues it to this day. So a bit of a recap, kind of a long passage here, but in Romans 3, if you remember, this is the culmination of the first couple chapters of Romans, really the point was, hey, it doesn't matter if you're an ungodly person or a very religious person. We're all in the same boat. We all need Jesus. Paul says, it is the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe, for there is no distinction. So it doesn't matter. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. So it doesn't matter. We're all in the same boat. We all needed Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness, because in God's merciful restraint, he let the sins previously committed go unpunished. For the demonstration, that is, of his righteousness at the present time, so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So this is so cool. Um, kind of the bad news was we're all in the same boat. We all fall short and, and can't make it on our own. And the good news is God orchestrates this plan through Jesus where there's no distinction. You know, the bad news is it doesn't matter um, how hard we try or where we come from or who we are or something like that. But that's the good news too. It doesn't matter. There's no distinction. We're all in the same boat. We can all have access to God's grace through Jesus. He launched this plan that really demonstrates how amazing God is. Like, we didn't even know we were in a bad spot. We didn't even know we were at war with Jesus. We didn't even know we were alienated. And yet, he launched this campaign to really demonstrate just how good and how merciful and how loving he is. So then, therefore, the point is, where is the boasting? It has been excluded. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing we can boast in other than we're saved by Jesus. We're saved by God's grace. We can't try to make ourselves look good or something like that. There's nothing we can really do except accept and trust in this plan, in Jesus. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from works of the law. So it doesn't matter... What we do, all that matters is where we put our trust um, to be justified in the eyes of God. And the only place we can put our trust to be justified in the eyes of God is in Jesus Christ. So now that we've covered this issue of how to be reconciled with God, how to be justified um, in front of God, that it's a free gift, that it's by trusting in Jesus, now we're going to talk about what happens next. And that's Romans 5. So Romans 5, 1. Does somebody want to read that? Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, awesome. So peace with God, if you want it, is available. Amazing. Since we're justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, if we want it, we've got to ask for it. Um, but once we're justified, once God sees us as he sees Jesus, 
we have peace and we're reconciled with God. And this is probably one of the more amazing things about becoming a Christian. I don't know if you guys have had this experience yourselves. But when I received Christ, I was hemming and hawing for many months about it, whether I was going to do it or not. I had all the evidence, you know, I was asking questions, I was coming around, it kind of made sense for the most part, and I knew I needed to make a decision. And finally, got to the point where I felt like, okay, I've got nothing to lose. I put my trust in Jesus. I was going through a pretty troubled time, you know, kind of questioning the direction of my life. And I prayed to him. And immediately I felt at peace. Have you guys had this experience? I, I put my trust in Jesus and immediately felt at, at peace. And it, in my heart, validated that I had made the right decision. Like, oh, okay, this was for sure the right decision. Um, and it, 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 it confirmed that I had put my trust in the right in person. Because I, I felt like I had been for so long struggling and fighting and not at peace with myself and with God. And then making the decision immediately... I was at peace with God. And that tension and that uncertainty immediately was gone. You know, this is because we're not designed to live this way. I was living my life like I was God and I was in charge and I was going to make it work. And I wasn't doing a very good job of that. And the moment I let God in and asked for Jesus' forgiveness and for him to make my life work, he gave me this peace. Because I wanted it. Because I asked him for it. I still had issues. Guess what? I still have issues. Um, you know, 23-some <laughs> years later. Um, but the biggest issue in my life, I didn't even know that it was the biggest issue in my life at the time. But the biggest issue in my life was sorted out, right? I was not at peace with God. And I made the decision to trust in him. And then I was. And this is available to everyone here in the same way, if we want it. I love how John and Yoko did that. If you want it. That's God's offer, if you want it. He's not going to force his way in. Um, he'll be pretty persuasive at times. Um, but we've got to make the decision for ourselves. And then going forward, this piece really becomes a foundation and a reference point we can look back to and upon in our life. Once we're justified, we're set up, right? What else, what else is there besides peace with God, the creator of the universe? If you're right with God, that means you've got a clear future. You've got an eternity ahead. The Bible says you have a place in the Father's house. You know, there's, there's many mansions in my Father's house. There's a place for you. So we don't have to worry about a lot of stuff maybe we had to worry about before. And we can always return to this peace if we're feeling confused. Does anybody here ever feel confused about the way life's going? Mm -hmm. yeah, does that happen to you too? Yeah, when you get confused, when you feel like you're floundering, when you feel like you're messing up, when you feel like you're failing, when you feel like you're getting old and forgetful, um, maybe time has passed you by, maybe you're celebrating a birthday today, and you're feeling like that. Hopefully Allie's not feeling like that. She's like 22. <laughs> you can always come back to God's peace as a point of clarity and as a reference point in an unclear and an uncertain world. So the reference point is peace with God. 
And it's through a person, really. This is the amazing part. It's through a person. The reference point is a person. Does somebody want to grab Ephesians 2, 13 and 14? But now in Christ Jesus, you who were previously, you who previously were far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Okay. So wow, look at that. Jesus Christ himself is our peace. So our peace is a person. We were previously far away. He brought us near by his blood. He is our peace. He broke down the barrier um, so we could be reconciled and, and be um, united again with God. So if God is our peace, this is a pretty good source of peace, right? It doesn't get any better than this. Um, if you want peace, I guess the implication here is if you want peace, peace is a person, you've got to get to know that person. So if you're not at peace, if you're feeling uncertain and unsure and anxious, then you have to go to that person. You have to know that person. You have to first have a relationship with that person. But at times, if you're feeling worried and anxious and uh, you're wavering, you've got to go back to that, that person in that relationship. <clears throat> Circumstances, people, feelings don't bring peace. You know, they could bring temporary Peace. It can feel like maybe having a lot of money. I, I might feel a little peaceful if I had money. Um, but the Bible says that's not the case. More money, more problems. Um, that doesn't bring peace. Ultimately, peace is a person. It's Jesus. Only Jesus brings true peace and contentment. So Paul goes on to say in verse 2, does somebody want to grab that? Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Okay. So he goes on to say, you know, through Jesus we've obtained access by faith into the grace which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of glory of God. So he's talking about this issue of access to God. So previously, before we had received Christ and been re reconciled, to God, we didn't have this access, and now we do. We're at peace, and we have access to God. And what does this look like? Looks like a, a pretty confident access. Hebrews 4.16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So if we're uncertain, if we're confused, if we don't have peace, we can walk right in to the throne room of God, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help. This is pretty awesome. Hebrews 10, similarly. Does somebody want to grab that? And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. Okay, cool. So there used to be this dividing wall. There used to be this curtain between us and God. And Jesus did away with that. You know, this new life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. We can just walk right in to God's throne room. We don't have to wait. We're considered his sons and daughters, right? 
Nobody could just barge right into the throne room except for the king's children. They just come wandering in. They don't really know any better. Um, and, and this is really cool. We know where we stand with God. We have peace. Um, we can have confidence. We don't need to wonder what he thinks of us. He sees us like he sees his son, holy, perfect, and blameless. So this is, this is why it says, uh, back there going to verse 2, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So this hope is not like, uh, you know, I hope that next year the Browns can get it together and win some games. Right? It's not, not wishful thinking. This hope, this word in the Greek means anticipation with pleasure. So it's like, I know it's going to happen and I can't wait for it to happen. Like in a few weeks from now, some of us will be going to Florida. We'll be going to St. Augustine. I have hope in the sand and the sun of St. Augustine, Florida. It's coming in a few weeks. I can't wait. It's going to be here. Just like I have hope for the future. God is going to transform my life in, in, in this life and in the next life. We're going to be with God forever. So I'm, I can't wait for that to happen. I know it's going to happen. Colossians 1 says, We've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. So it's like this. I know what's coming, right? Now that I'm a Christian, I've got a reservation in heaven. There's hope reserved for me. Like I've got a reservation at Anastasia State Park. I'm going to drive right up to Anastasia State Park at the end of March and they're going to let me on in because I booked 11 months in advance. <laughs> and it's not, I mean, this is way better than Anastasia State Park because it's not cancelable. It's certain. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Can't wait. So Paul goes on to say, not only that, not only that, but wait, there's more. So not only do we have not only do we have peace with God, we have this hope of great things to come. This is going to be something big, but we rejoice in our sufferings. <clears throat> what? Huh? I love that meme. What? Okay. We had peace with God. We had this awesome hope. And now all of a sudden, we're talking about rejoicing in our sufferings. What? Uh... I don't get it. You know, we were on a roll. Where do sufferings and trouble come in? This word suffering, some translations say trials, some say tribulations. What it really means is like anything big or small, some life-changing catastrophic problem or just a little inconvenience. It could mean anything. Um, and then Paul's saying, not only that, but we rejoice in sufferings. So what is Paul talking about? He's not talking about stoicism or mas masochism. So he's not talking about like denying or pretending suffering isn't that bad or doesn't exist. You know, acting like we're okay when we're not. He's not saying as Christians, we've got to act like we don't have any problems. And he's also not saying when pain and suffering happen, it's awesome and we're supposed to like get off on it and have a good time with it. He's not even saying we rejoice for 
our suffering or rejoice because of our suffering. He's saying, rather, we rejoice in our suffering. So why? Good question. He explains. So he says, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. It doesn't disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So this is why we could rejoice in our sufferings, because God is able to do something through suffering. So it says it produces endurance. Some translations say perseverance. Uh, from per- Perseverance produces character. Some say proven character. And proven character produces hope. And we know hope doesn't disappoint. It doesn't let us down because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit given to us. So what is so cool here is back in verse 2, right before this, we saw that faith led or leads to hope. So it says, we've obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Well, here, something else is leading to hope. So there's this sequential um, kind of step-by-step process that also produces hope. He says suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope. So you see like faith produces hope, suffering, endurance, character produces hope, and then ultimately it all leads to love. Love is the ultimate goal of Christian life, right? To have love with God and love with others. It's it's the ultimate commandment. It's the ultimate law. The law can be summed up in all this. Love God, love others. That's what we're trying to do. And what's so cool, we just read this verse too, Colossians 1, 4 and 5. We heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. So you see this connection between faith, hope, and love in all these verses. So there's something happening here. Faith is connected. Faith, love are connected to hope. Um, We love because of the hope we have. We hope because of the faith that we have. And something about knowing we're headed to heaven Like we've got this whole situation resolved with God. God's got us taken care of. We don't have to worry. Produces this new capacity to love when we're trusting Jesus. So hopefully this is going to make sense to you. I'm going to use a Costco reference. But Lauren recently got a Costco membership. Oh boy is right. That's what I thought. That's very risky. Okay. Because we've already got a t- we got a tight grocery budget, and I'm Costco is very risky because there's a lot of things in this warehouse that look really good, and there there's like a lot of it too. So I'm worried that my wife is going to spend too much money on some things like yogurt pretzels, strawberry yogurt pretzels. We might not need. Okay. <laughs> But it was, it was Mila. It was Mila. <laughs> oh, they're not allowed to go to Costco with me anymore. But, but what if, so maybe I got a Costco problem right now. But what if, what if tonight I inherited a billion dollars? Holy moly is right. I probably wouldn't care about 
yogurt pretzels at Costco so much anymore. <laughs> like for all practical pers- purposes, if I had a billion dollars, I could just live off the interest that's generating alone and be really, really comfortable and uh, you know, have unlimited wealth. I would never have to worry about money again. And I could get whatever I wanted from Costco. Whatever anybody wants. Do you guys want something from Costco? <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would change the Everybody gets pretzels from Costco. Everybody gets whatever they want. My friends, my family, probably everyone who knew me would reap the benefits of me inheriting a billion dollars. We'd have really good snacks at home. We already have good snacks at home. But we could do crazy things with, with money. Um, if, if I had a billion dollars. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have to think twice about it. Today I can't live like this. I'm sorry, I cannot buy everybody yogurt pretzels at Costco. I've got a limited budget, I've got a finite income. Sometimes I could like, treat everybody to something, but I've gotta be careful about it. I've gotta be cautious. I can't pick up the check every time. I am not a billionaire. So. It's a big difference between having limited resources and then an infinite amount of resources. So this is the, the, what I'm trying to illustrate here is at the root of our hope as Christians is a profound security. We don't have to worry about the future because we know what's going to happen. So we don't have to worry about, does so-and-so like me? Am I going to be okay? Is everything going to end up okay? What about this? What about that? What about the other thing? It's covered. God promises that it's covered. The more we come to know God, the more we walk with God, we see that this is true. He's taking care of us in this life and the next. You know, sometimes I think we get confused on that. Um, where we think, okay, we'll be all right in, in the next life. But this life is, like, stressful, and I've got to worry about it and stuff. But there's plenty of promises in the Scripture that if you lose your life for Jesus' sake, he'll give you a hundredfold more in this life and the next life. So not just the next life, but this life, he's got us covered. And hopefully you guys have had experiences like this that could be faith-building with God. Um, because sometimes, even for me, it's, it's hard to believe this, that like he's got me covered in this life. Because I don't know if I could handle the budget for Costco sometimes. It seems like a lot. I experienced this when we were trying to get pregnant with our second child. And it had been many years and many years of trying. Um, it was like, I don't know when this was, five or six or seven years into it, right? It did not look like we were going to get pregnant. And adoption wasn't working out. And at some point, I'm thinking, man, God, this is very tough. I wonder what you're doing here. It really doesn't seem like you have my back on this issue. And God pretty clearly responded to that prayer, just saying, like, dude, this is how God talks to me, apparently. <laughs> like, very matter-of-factly, like, dude, haven't I always had your back? Don't you know I'm going to continue to have your back? No matter what happens, you know that I've got your best interest in mind. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. You're right, God. You know, I have seen that in my life, that you have taken care of me, and you have looked out for me, and 
Although I don't know, I didn't know at the time um, how it was going to end up, I'm okay with however you are going to have it end up, God, because usually you have something way better in mind for me than I have for myself. And true story, you know, I knew God wanted me to be fruitful. I knew that somehow, some way, he was going to orchestrate us having another child or being able to adopt or just being able to maybe foster some children. But I did not expect to be able to have two more kids. So God came through in that way for me, which is really cool. And then that's an experience that I have that I can always look back on and say, hey, when things are tough again, I could stick in there with God and God's going to use that situation to show him some deeper truths about himself to me, to change my character. Um, and that ultimately leads to the hope that we're talking about. You know, I have an anticipation. It's not wishful thinking. <clears throat> oh, maybe God will do something, but I don't really know. Like, no, in that moment, I was certain he was going to do something sweet, although I didn't know what it was. So knowing God like this opens the door to being a giver, to being a lover of others, because you don't need to get something back anymore. I don't have to worry about giving too much out. I've got a limitless amount of resources. I know God's going to take care of me. He always has. As a matter of fact, I've experienced this many times in my life. Hopefully you guys have too. When I give... God gives me back more. And I'm like, well, God, I just gave this stuff away, and now you're giving me more. This is so cool. So that's what it is like to walk with God and to love others and, and to give. God's a lover. He's a giver. He wants us to be able to experience that same thing. So let's just very quickly diagram this here. So you see how this is? I made this. I'm the iPad. So you see how this is working. You got faith, leads to hope, leads to love. But also suffering, endurance, character are leading to hope. So having faith through that process is leading to hope, which then ultimately leads to love, like we're saying. So when, when tough times happen, when troubles happen, I know based on what, ha what has happened before or what I have heard in the Bible that God has got something good in mind. I don't know what it is. God, help me see what you're doing here. Maybe get to it a little bit quicker. I don't know, God, but I can stick in there with him. I can have some endurance. I can have some perseverance. Um, you know, sticking in there with God means like if I was going to Bible study before times got tough, I keep going to Bible study. I'm going to keep sticking in there with God. I'm probably going to go more. If I was praying one time a day before, when times get tough, I might pray two times a day. I'm going to stick in there. I'm going to endure. I'm going to persevere with God. I know he has something good in mind for me. And through that experience, he's going to show him, show me things about himself that I've never seen before and change my character. And I'm going to get to see crazy things that I wouldn't have been able to see otherwise without that suffering, without that trouble, without that trial. And he'll use that fire to refine our character where, where ultimately all that then is left is Jesus. So 
It's like when something's going on in my life, something's tough, I can't make this work. I, I fall back on the Lord. I get to know God in a new and deeper way, and that produces this hope that we're talking about. You know, like I said, I know God has my back. He always has had my back. He says he's going to have my back. And we grow as we go through the trial with him in this way. It doesn't mean that it's not hard. Um, It doesn't mean that it's going to always end up like a fairy tale ending or something like that. Um, And it doesn't mean like we have to pretend like everything's okay. We don't. Um, The Bible is full of people who cried out to the Lord in desperation when they were suffering. And in fact, this is how God works to pry us loose from the world, from the temporal things that really don't matter when we cry out to him like this. Um, God uses this suffering to show us what's really important, what's eternal, what's going to last, what's going to really give us hope, what's going to really make life work and ultimately lead to love if we trust him. This is a very, very cool process. So this is my next verse. Well, I got five up there. Somebody want to read Romans 5, 5? Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that the suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Okay. So if we want to get to the end-all, be-all, if we want to get the ultimate goal of love, we've got to go through this, this process. We can't conjure up love ourselves. We can't whip it up. God has got to provide the love. It says because God's love has been poured in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So we can't do it ourselves, but if we ask him, God, show me how to love. You know, pour your love out on me. He will. You may use this process. So we'll go on. We've got a couple more verses here. Romans 5, 6 through 8. Can somebody grab that? While we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Okay, so again, what God did here was exceptional. Uh, Maybe we know of a few examples where, you know, somebody laid down their life for a righteous cause or for a good person. It doesn't happen a lot. It it might happen, but nobody's going to lay down their life for a sinner, for an awful person. Yet that's what God did for us um, while we were ignoring him, while we were going our own way, while we were jeering him as he was up on the cross. He did that. Verses 9 through 10. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if... While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. So the point here 
um, again, is like we're saying, if God was willing to do all this for people who didn't know him and didn't care about him and who, who were his enemies, how much more is he wanting to do for us now that we're reconciled to him and have peace with him and are in his family? It's awesome. So we, we have hope. We have all that. Um, what do you think he has in store for us now that we're at peace and, and working with him? And then finally, uh, verse 11, more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received our conciliation. And this is really the mark of somebody who knows God, the mark of a reconciled believer, is joy in God himself. To be in contact with God should fill your heart with joy. You know, after a long day or in a tough time, you can go back to that and know that God's got you taken care of. So Philippians 4, this is a great passage, like a, uh, you know, a, a parallel passage. Can somebody grab that? Rejoice the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay. Yeah, so this is what it, what it looks like. We, we have a guard. We have somebody standing watch at our heart, and it, it's the peace of God. So we can always come back to that. We can always go back to that reference point. We can always have gratitude and, and joy uh, for everything that God's given us. So I'll end with this really quickly. Some um, final thoughts and questions on the passage. Um, first, first thought and question is, are you at peace with God? So God makes peace with him available through Jesus Christ to everyone. And this is where it starts. Peace is a person. It's Jesus. You have to know Jesus in order to have peace with God. If you don't know Jesus, um, the question here tonight is, do you want it? You know, do, do you want it? And, and, and start there. You know, once you know Jesus, once you reach out to him and, and receive him, you can begin to experience this peace and hope and love that we're talking about. Then if you do know God, if you have done that, are you experiencing his peace, joy, and love now? You know, there it, it's possible that you were at some point and you're not now. And you may have gone back to trying to make life work on your own by worrying and, and working really hard and doing things your own way. And that's not a very peaceful and joyous way to live. So if you're living like that, you can always turn back to him and repent and ask for his peace again. Hey, Lord, I uh, forgot that you're my reference point and you're my peace and I want to once again walk into your throne room and, and put my cares and troubles at your feet. And he'll respond to that prayer. And then, might God be trying to work through your troubles to refine your character? Boy. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, all I'll say about this that I haven't said already, I guess, is to quote Todd Muller, uh -oh. don't cry twice. Mm -hmm. 
So if there's troubles and trials and suffering already, why not let God use that for his good and his glory to refine your character and show you in a deeper way what he's all about? Don't miss an opportunity for God to use those things in your life and cry twice about it. So I'll end there and I'll just put up, uh, you know, if somebody has had an experience with this, um, go ahead and share that. I, I feel like that, that's a really encouraging thing for everybody to hear. So that's all I had. It's Romans 5, 1 through 11. So this is so sweet, and I just I love how Jesus works, right? So I was sharing with some of my ladies, I don't know, a week ago, like, oh, I feel, you know, I'm kind of dry, things are kind of dry in my relationship with the Lord, and I just have, it's because I just haven't been investing in that relationship, you know? And so this past week, things with my mom have kind of blown up, right? And there's a lot going on, and lots of trials and it's, it's emotional but it, it, right now it's function out time and blah 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 so it just it drove me to Jesus' feet this morning right I was like I, I, I can't I've got to be here with you I need you you know so then it, of course he's like yeah let's do it you know <laughs> so it's it's just an, you know it's beautiful to be his kid, I was, it's so stupid. So there was like this, and I'm probably gonna screw this up. There was this TikTok thing I saw today too. Like this guy was like, we don't know how old Satan was when he rebelled against God, but I'm gonna bet he's 15. Because if you have kids, you know exactly what it's like to make something in your own image that wants nothing to do with you. <laughs> you know? It's like so true, right? So, I, you know, I just haven't been tight with him. And this thing comes, and it's like, I, you know, he's pointed, he's brought me right back to himself. So it's been sweet. It's been sweet. Yeah, I mean, we're the not. The suffering's hard, and the Yeah, we're not, hard, re- it's a big we're not thing, rejoicing because the thing is happening. We're not rejoicing. We're no, rejoicing. it's sad and it's yeah. hard, but at the same time, it's like the Lord's like, I got you. I got yeah. you back. And we're going to be able to get through this. And you. May or may not see how I'm going to use it, but I promise you I'm going to use it. So there, and there's tons of hope too because my mom was saved. So yeah, you know I have lots of things to hold on to as far as that future. But yeah, yeah, that's sweet. And it was 
and it's not really something you can describe to someone who has not experienced that, that peace that was like, I don't know what this is, mm -hmm. thank you. I don't know, I don't even know what I was doing. You know what, I didn't even know, it wasn't like, I, I didn't even know what I was doing, I just knew that I was coming to the Lord in desperation, and, and he was there. Mm -hmm. And so, and just one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. So I have my favorite passage, but it's an amplified version. Can I read it? Sure. Okay. It's Hebrews 13.5, amplified. Uh, being content with what you have, for he has said, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So I just love that amplified version. It's like, never, ever, I will never leave you that peace that you had. I will never leave you. I have your back. Go to Costco, buy whatever you want. <laughs> All the yogurt crust. Take the credit card. Go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, but, I mean, not that I'm always there, I got, but going back, like, like going back and remembering that beginning for me is like yeah. necessary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I I I totally agree. I always think about um, at some point I wrote a blog post about this. So this how long this was ago? Quite some time ago. But you see this a lot in movies like Rocky. Like I don't know what Rocky two. Like he forgets where he came from and he's like fighting in these gold trunks like an idiot. And you're like, Rocky, this isn't you. You know, you came from like the streets. You were hungry. Like you forgot where you came from. So there's kind of this theme in like even secular, you know, when people forget where they came from. You know, it's like, dude, you're acting too big for your britches now, Rocky. And you're going to get beat. Like you need to get back to what, what worked and what... What, where you came from. Yeah, and that can happen to us, or to, you know, but God will use that. Yeah, like, God, God okay. uses that even still. But yeah, it is, it is helpful to remember the time and the place. I can think of the time and the place where I was too when I received Christ, and it's a sweet, sweet memory. Yeah. I think that, though, that doesn't always happen. Like, for me, like, when I received Christ, I was reading a book series, um, the Left Behind book series, <laughs> which is, like, kind of funny, but I, I literally was, like, I grew up in a Christian home, and so I always had, like, the foundation of Jesus, but I was, like, at that point, and after reading that, I was, like, okay, I want this to count for me. I want to accept Christ. I want to walk with God, you know? And I don't think that there was this, like, peace, but it, I mean, it was good, but it was like, it was almost like a little bit like, I don't, reading that book, I'm like, I don't want to be left left behind if there's some, like, rapture, um, but whatever. So anyways, that's kind of like my salvation story, but then there's moments of peace in my life where I think, like, the story you shared on my end with like the infertility stuff and there's been other moments too where it's been like I don't know what kind of I can't I can't remember specific but just like chaos around me but having God's peace like asking for it receiving it and being like this is supernatural like this is not coming yeah. from something that I could manufacture in my life this is really a gift from the Lord mm -hmm. 
that that piece. So yeah, I just wanted to say that because like I definitely like didn't feel like this like piece or something getting saved. Like it was a it yeah. was a decision that I made that I was excited about and whatever. But I've experienced it just in different times. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to be careful too because a lot of times we like to think of it as like how we feel. Yeah. But this is a fact. Mm -hmm. these yeah, are, these it wasn't are, even like yeah, these are yeah, facts. yeah. I'm not. There's some. I'm not saying that. I almost everyone, don't even know how to explain yeah. it. It's like this piece amongst the chaos that yeah. like it just wouldn't have been. The, it's just it's nothing that I can. <coughs> right. Like right. this. Right. This is just. Right. 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 Like this is just right. Right. It's unexplainable. Yeah. It's like a supernatural piece that God is bringing to our Yes. It's like the Lord just. It is how you explain. Yeah, God is there, and this is that suffering. You know, He's there, so you have that hope, you know. Mm -hmm. It is, it's like this. I, I know too, just um, I'm thinking about it for myself, and um, like I didn't, in the midst of the suffering, it like I had uh, some medical issues that were going on that were just really hard to deal with um, and throughout that time it was not peaceful it was like oh but I was going to the Lord and it was a very very emotional um, and it was actually like I'm getting emotional remembering of it a bit um, but through those like really like because it was scary and like so whatever it it like brought me to like these different understandings of like know the lord really loves me and cares about me and like led me to learn how to communicate about like how i was feeling and um like my own self-conscious things um in ways that i like i had closed that door before and um if I didn't go through that, um, I wouldn't have peace being able to be my full self with like my closest friends and like like Evan and um, so now it's it wasn't necessarily in those moments that I had that peace, but it's like moving forward I have that peace and even like like right now, very emotional, does not feel peaceful sharing it, but it is something that like, but I know I'm okay. And I know that it is like a fact that like, even if my fears are completely like whatever, like if they're true, God still loves me. And this is to bring me through <coughs> this space and heal in a, a way that, um, that suffering, like if I had, didn't have that suffering, I wouldn't have that healing. And so like, I don't know, sometimes it doesn't feel peaceful in the moment. Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got a yeah, little Yeah, no, that, you don't, no, I, I think you, the way you articulated, I think is, it's probably not gonna feel peaceful in the moment when you're suffering or going yeah. through something. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go through suffering, I'd rather be going through suffering with the Lord yeah. than without the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think, like, this passage has been 
has said very clearly, like, it's only through God that you can have this faith, hope, and love. Like, you can expect these things. You can rejoice in these things. And, um, because Erica and I were just talking beforehand about how the LTC class we're in for apologetics and how um, in the book that we're reading on guard, really good book by the way, there's a whole chapter on like what is suffering and I'm like oh like <laughs> a whole chapter about suffering and just one yeah but it's, it's a hefty chapter. Yeah. It's like one of the biggest uh -huh. chapters in that book. Um, but that was kind of one of the big points it brought up. It's just like hey if you're going to go through suffering in the world like, why not have the creator of the universe who has your back and has said over and over in his love letter to you, like, I want to be here for you. Like, I have so many good things for you. Will you trust me? I'd rather suffer with the Lord than even try to imagine what kind of suffering, if, like, I didn't have the Lord, what my suffering would be like in the world. And, like, oh, God, I wasn't going to share this, but now I feel like I need to share this. Um, so... Um, uh, so we got pregnant last fall, and I ended up having a miscarriage on Thanksgiving. Um, shit. Um, <laughs> and, um, that's hard. <laughs> that's, and, you know, hard doesn't even really describe it. And, like, you know, that was, like, three, four months ago. And obviously it still is very hard, but I, I can't imagine being able to get through this without the Lord. And again, Eric and I were talking, it's like, we don't, we don't know how women in the world who don't have the Lord get through this. And like I said, I'm, I'm not even fully through this. You know, still trying to figure out, okay, Lord, like, what, how are you gonna use this? Like, what is, like, what are you trying to refine in my character, in our character right now? And, um, but, but again, the big thing, I just wanna hit if I'm going to suffer, I want to suffer with the Lord. I don't want to suffer by myself. So. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I'm sorry that that happened. Yeah, timely, timely teaching. Timely teaching. I was stressing out a little bit yesterday. And uh, I was reading a daily devotional called Jesus Calling. And it was talking about anxiety and... Uh, Bringing it, bringing it to the Lord, just a page, you know, a couple of paragraphs. It was, so I was kind of dealing with it and, you know, just kind of not dealing with it well. Well, semi, well, anyway, I'm over it. But, uh, yeah, just bringing it to God, bringing it to God in, in prayer. And you get over it and then you hear all this teaching. It's like, hey, God kind of prepared me a little bit to hear this teaching tonight. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> I can't. I don't go on and on like the girls do here. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, no, that's that's not meant. Believe me, that's that's not meant in a bad way. In other words, the girls are very good at communicating, and I don't want to say the guys are. Yeah, it wasn't meant. Just shut up, Bob. <laughs> My wife's not here to tell me that, so I gotta tell myself. Oh no, I love you. Love you. No, I mean it in a good way. Girls can explain stuff so well. 
Okay, so. <laughs> 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 My mom gets me. <laughs> talking about old people, I don't, and you know, he's like, if you're feeling old and useless, he's looking at me, I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> that's, that, that's how God likes you, dude, really, dude? <laughs> I was thinking of myself, Angie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, why don't we have a few of us pray? And we'll shut her down. Lord, I do want to thank you that um, you went to such a huge, huge, you went to the cross so that we can have this peace available to us. And um, I'm really grateful for that, Lord. I'm also incredibly, incredibly grateful. Uh, for the hope because I, I totally agree with Brenda. I mean, there's been there's so many highs and so many lows in our lives and, and different circumstances and you know, it, I couldn't imagine walking through the valleys of life without having you by my side. Um, I just don't think I would have the strength or the endurance or the courage or any of the things. And honestly, you know, I was thinking about the people I know that, that don't know you, and the, the reality is, is they don't suffer well, um, and you know, we can even see that in the you know, increasing rates of depression and abuse and all the things, so I'm just really grateful that we have the promise of your hope, Lord, and I do want to pray over this whole weekend, this situation with my mom, I pray that um, I, you would use me to encourage and build up my sister, who's just got so much on her plate right now, Lord. And I also specifically pray uh, that we would be able to find a good place for my mom. Yeah, thank you, Lord, that uh, though we do go through the suffering uh, now and again, uh, we know it's working for our good, for our character, mm -hmm. and it'll make us uh, better people. So we just give you thanks, Lord, that at least we know that it's benefiting our character and uh, will benefit those around us. Well, God, yeah, just second these prayers. Thank you for, um, you know, everything that you've done. You had this whole plan in place, um, you know, ahead of time. To, to rescue us, to save us, to initiate peace with us through your son. So thank you for that, Lord, that um, that campaign continues today. Um, you know, you, even if we know you, Lord, you're, um, you know, we can, we can go astray and try to do things our way and be anxious and full of worry and all that kind of stuff. But you want us to have your peace, Lord, you know, where we know where things are headed and we know you have our backs and, and I thank you for that. I thank you for the times that I've got to experience that in a real way in my life that I can remember and draw upon as I go forward and thank you for the examples here in this room of that, uh, that, that you work through tough times and suffering um, for your good and, and your glory, Lord. Yeah. Thank you. 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 Th
thank you for that. Amen. Amen. Amen.